if you know what I mean. Like yeah, if a guy's like thirty and you're like, hey, like I really like you on our on their second date, and he's like, whoa, whoa, dude, you know, it's like guys in LA, fuck come that on. dude. For this episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. I'm excited for today's guest because we've actually known each other since college slash high school, so he knows me pretty well, but I'll let him introduce himself. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Will, and um, there's a very small collective of people in Indonesia that know me as Will the Beast. That's my rap name. Uh, so, <laughs> so just oh slip God. that in there. Um, yeah, what do you want to know? Um, I guess we can start with the basics. Like, how yeah. old are you? What do you do for a living? I already covered the fact that we know each other from high school, but if you have sure. any more detail about that. Definitely, yeah. So I'm 30 years old, dirty 30. <laughs> I'm a marketing manager at HP. Um, for those who aren't in the uh, PC game, we sell, <laughs> we sell PCs and printers, not just printers. Yes, so, uh, clear distinction. Yeah, fun fact for the audience out there. <laughs> and um, in terms of how we know each other, I mean, the story that jumps out to me is, I don't know if any of you guys listening are familiar with a game called Mafia. Oh, yes. Yeah, but one of the first times I ever remember Leslie meeting her, I was probably a sophomore in college, I want to say, mm-hmm. and we were playing Mafia with our friend Danny Hogan. Yeah. And Leslie was there as well as some other friends. And so I remember <laughs> Leslie and Danny were in like a pretty heated argument about like who was right and who the killer was or whatever. And I remember being like having so much conviction and being like, no, we're going to listen to Danny. He's the smartest person in the room. He goes to UCLA <laughs> having no idea who Leslie was. And she's like, I go to UCLA too. I think the best part is that me and Amanda were both wearing UCLA sweatshirts and we just looked at each other like, what? What? Are you serious? And I was real humbled in that moment and uh, felt real dumb. And uh, yeah, I was like, wow, okay. I almost forgot about that story. That was amazing. Also, funnily enough, Danny came up when I was recording with Megan too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so We talked funny. about Gossip Girls, so naturally. Oh, perfect. Yeah, okay. so Will and I used to watch Gossip Girl together in college yes. when we were both home. Well, he was in San Diego, and when I would come to San Diego for breaks. So that was one of the things that bonded us early on. One of the best shows. You know, I think it's pretty well regarded, you know. <laughs> critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. Like, you have Breaking Bad, <laughs> Game of Thrones, Gossip Girl, really all in that same yeah you know upper echelon it's a close race yeah exactly really redefined television for our generation very cinematic yes yes yeah the outfits alone i mean the costume design exactly yeah yeah so um what is your relationship status i'm uh wifed up yes so some might say married as of this year yeah i got married in uh puerto vallarta on april 27th wow a magical day as a guest, I can attest to oh, that. Thank you. Truly amazing. And so as a married <laughs> <For> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess it was an okay day for you. <laughs> I'm like, it was so great for me. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so as a married person, what's the last date that you went on? 
last date I went on, um, pretty sure my wife had uh, signed a client, so we wanted to celebrate. So we went on a date night to this really fancy sushi place Aww. in uh, downtown San Diego, kind of right next to like Bankers Hill, nice. uh, Balboa Park area called, I think it's called Azuki Sushi Lounge. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever in SD and want a swanky sushi experience, legit. Azuki, if you would like to sponsor, um, please reach out. Statesandheartbreak <laughs> yeah. at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> but this all checks out. You passed the test because I was telling Megan when I recorded with her, it better all match up. Otherwise, it's sketch. <laughs> also, I will say, Megan is very humble because when I uh, asked, oh, if it, is it a special occasion that brought you there? Did you just want to treat yourself? And she had said that you were celebrating um, Kona's training. And uh, Kona being like, I don't know, like we you probably just needing were. a break from being dog parents. Yes. But great to know that she signed a client. It's a yeah. good reason to celebrate. That I don't think she knew at the time mm-hmm. that that's what I told her I wanted to surprise her Aww. while we were there. So. so cute. Great husband points. Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess actually before we get into what married life is like, yeah. I would love to talk about your previous dating experience because mm. you and I have commiserated over what it has been like to be on the apps before. For sure. And I feel like you have had some really interesting stories. So are there any stories that really stood out that you'd love to share? Well, I know we had talked before about the famous Zeph story. Yes. So worth retelling. If I may. For sure. Okay, great. So this was a girl, you know, shout out Tori from USD if you're uh, if you're out there listening, perhaps. <laughs> but um, let's just say, you know, USD is the USC of San Diego. That's very accurate. Right? Yeah. Just like the the haven AKA for... The worst. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> right. You know, no comment there. <laughs> Megan went to USC, so um, no, no comment. No one can be perfect. But a lot, just objectively, there's a lot of like pretty rich white girls mm-hmm. that go to USD. Mm-hmm. Um, happened to be on a date with one of said girls. <laughs> and I actually had gone out with her once before. And like, she seemed pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought we got along pretty good. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, all right, cool, man. Like, I see you, Tori. You know, this is a good time. Mm-hmm. So asked her out again and went to, you could probably guess where we went. Pizza Port. We went to Pizza Port. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a fun restaurant. Yeah, and great beer. Great beer, great pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Like two of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. And um, so we're on this date, second date, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this experience where your phone's just like going off. And it's not like going off in that someone's calling you, but mm-hmm. you can just tell you got like 10 messages in a row. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wor- like worrying, oh my gosh, I hope there's not an emergency. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope it's my parents are okay, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So... I super quickly, I'm the type of guy that never checks my phone on a date. Mm -hmm. And so I just pull my phone out like under the table, glance down just Mm -hmm. to make sure. And sure enough, it's David's up. Mm -hmm. And I I think the Lakers and Bulls that were playing or something like that. And so he was just texting me about the game like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, you see that? Oh, this is ridiculous. But you know, and so I just see that. And within two seconds, I put my phone away because I see it's nothing serious. Yeah. So again, shout out Tori. She (laughs) She goes... Um, excuse me. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what? And she's like, who is that? <laughs> this is so crazy. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, who is, who is who? <laughs> and I was like, are you talking about my phone? And she's like, yeah, who was that? Why are you dodging the question? Oh and God. I was like, oh boy, like, okay, like, we need to relax here. Yeah. It was my friend. I got a bunch of texts. I just want to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry for checking my phone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, 
you're still dodging the question. Who is it? Oh, my well, God. let me guess another girl. And I was like, yep, you caught me. Like, <laughs> it's another girl I'm, I'm dating and her name is David. <laughs> and then she goes, we'll prove it. And so I literally pull up my phone. I show oh it's David. God. And she's like, so is that your thing? And I was like, is what my thing? And she's like, <laughs> just like trying to make girls feel stupid and like they're being crazy. Oh and I was like, I think like, like you're doing, you're doing that to yourself. Exactly, dude. And then Wait, she's like, and to clarify, this is date two. This is date two. Nuts. Like no talks of being. You're not exclusive. Like, yeah, exclusive. Not even close. Exactly. Not even close. And so I was just like, oh boy. And then so I was like, hey, let's just like reset here. You know, I'm not trying to put you on blast mm-hmm. or. You know, like, let's pretend this never happened. Let's mm-hmm. let's proceed with the night. I was having a good time, mm-hmm. and she's like, "No." <laughs> so irrational. Like, yeah, so ridiculous. And I was like, "What do you mean no?" And she's like, "Wrong answer." Not only like, am I not down to pretend that never happened? I don't want you to talk to David anymore. And I was like, like "I didn't even text him back." Or? Yeah, I was like, I literally put my phone away. I haven't even responded to him. And she's like, "No, I don't mean like right now. I mean ever again." You're not allowed to talk to David ever again. And I was like, are you fucking with me? Like, is Am this... I on punk? <laughs> yeah. Is this real life right now? And she's just like, I'm not kidding. You're not allowed to talk to David ever again. I was like, he's like my best friend. There's no chance that like, that's happening. like, who are happening. you? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, you're not going to talk to David ever again or this date's over. And so I literally, I get up from the restaurant the pizza had already been paid for. I enjoyed like half of a beer and I just bounced and I wow. just left her there. Yeah. So. I just can't even fathom what someone would be thinking in that moment. I was like so taken aback. Um, That's fully crazy. So yeah, I mean, definitely have had some very interesting encounters. Yeah. I don't know how many stories you want, but that's probably like mm. one of my favorite. So. I'm trying to think if there's any that like immediately jump off the page at me, but probably none can top that last one. Yeah, I, and it's kind of like a weird story to share, you know. But okay. I'll just go for it. Okay. Um, I remember that I was on a date with a girl, and again, I think it was like her second or third date. She was mm-hmm. a teacher. She mm-hmm. was like really chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember. We had had, like, a drink or two, mm-hmm. and then we actually had just, like, kissed for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then right after we kissed, she just starts breaking down into tears, like, oh. like bawling. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. What? Like, I didn't think I was that bad at kissing. Like, <laughs> 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 like I can never do this again. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, like, basically, like, she's hysterical at this point. Oh like, can't God. even, like, this is going for, like, a couple minutes, oh. and she can't even, like, speak to me. And I was like what is happening yeah like, i was so shook like didn't know how to respond obviously yeah. you know and she's just like i'm sorry like you're just such a nice guy like you deserve to know the truth oh my god and i was like oh my god like, like what, what is she, is she about say? to tell me i know like am i about to get like robbed or something like <laughs> i set you up yeah exactly you dude this. like i was so like just terrified in that moment and you know without putting her on blast like too mm-hmm. hard she basically was like told me that she's had been living with an sti um, and you know obviously was like really insecure about it yeah. and like yeah like i don't know it was just like a really weird situation yeah. for everyone you know because yeah. like i i didn't make her feel bad at all yeah you know? of I was course like, oh it's like you know you don't have to be embarrassed about that mm-hmm. like 
but obviously, like in my mind, I was like, "Oh God!" Like, yeah, I hope yeah. I didn't just get right. it. You know, like what you're the like heck? googling, like how do you catch, like blah, blah, yeah, blah. exactly. Like for the record, I didn't. Like yeah. I'm good, but Please. um, I it was a real weird moment, man. Yeah. So, so were you the first person she kissed since her diagnosis? Why did it hit her so hard? I have no idea. I think like, I uh, speculation. I think that she just thought I was a really nice person, yeah. and so she probably. I don't know like maybe she was just looking for a fling or something and then like she was like oh this is like a nice person I don't want to like you know so maybe that or maybe maybe it had been a recurring thing for her where she gets interested in someone and they find out and then they ghost you know which like that's tough I can can imagine that would happen yeah Yeah. same and so I was like that's why I try to be sweet about it but at the same time you know I was like oh god yeah so I mean that's just again like I mean those are the two more like dramatic yeah, things, definitely. but like all kinds of weird experiences and yeah. you know weird people out there. But there there's weird people for the other weird people. So there you go. That's Oops. a positive way to look at it. Although <laughs> yeah. it's unfortunate because the weird people don't just stick to each other. So no, everyone has to deal with it. Find their way to you. So I guess leading off of that, yeah. are there any things that you would see in girls' profiles or yeah. that would happen in conversation that would be an immediate deal breaker that were recurring? Um. I mean, maybe sometimes in conversations, I think kind of like any topic to that extent, like mm-hmm. if someone's like super intense about religion, you yeah. know, and like to the point where they're not just excited about it themselves, but they mm-hmm. like have an expectation or a judgment of you yeah. if you're not the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, those were kind of my biggest turnoffs. Yeah. I, you know, more like, I don't know if this is cliche or not, but like if someone smokes cigarettes, like yeah. I'm not about that. I mean, that's not cliche. That's okay. Yeah, I so that was, but way. those are probably my biggest turnoffs, I yeah. would say. Yeah. So did you have, I mean, obviously not getting ahead of ourselves, you met Megan on the ass, but before then, did you have any like long-term relationships that came out of online dating? Was it a lot of short-term? Yeah, I think it was a lot of Mm short-term. Like you probably know this about me from knowing me for so long, but Mm -hmm. I'm like very picky Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very sure, like very fast, you know? So, I mean, I mean, I've told Megan this too, like this is not meant to be like a humble brag it's just like factual yeah i probably went on like a hundred dates or more yeah. you know just like single dates yeah. and it was just like oh no i'm not feeling this person yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i think that all those different interactions with girls and like mm-hmm. personality inter- you know dynamics and mm-hmm. um figuring out like commonalities versus mm-hmm. like life goals and all, all these different types of things like how they come together kind of informed me about like what i want in my quote-unquote perfect girl yeah you know so I think that in that regard it helped me but I think my longest relationship from the apps um was like two months okay okay so not too long yeah it's interesting because I feel like I'm trying to think how long I've what the longest period of time I've talked to someone from the apps is and it's maybe about the same or Mm. even a little bit less like six weeks to two months Mm. and so for context I've been on the apps for about a year and a half and as this is getting like taking a sidestep but the podcast that I was on stage for as it will say on (laughs) stage I have yet to find anything serious in my time on the apps so yeah it's just interesting because I do feel like I've had a similar experience where I've gone on so many dates with so many people but the downside for me is I'm not as decisive as as you are Mm. like deep down I do know what I want but then I'll question it 
and I'll kind of vacillate back and forth and wonder if I'm being too picky. Yeah, yeah. So then I feel like it leads to me going on a lot of mediocre dates that then turn into second dates and third dates, and then I'm like, oh, should I break up with them or not? So I wish that I had that certainty that you do because Mm. I feel like I would waste less time. I will say, too, like... A lot of that occurred when I was younger, Mm -hmm. you know, like probably 18 to 24. Mm -hmm. And then they weren't from the apps, but I was in back-to-back long-term relationships before meeting Megan from Mm -hmm. people I just met, you know, organically, like through friends or through school. And, um, you know, the older you get, I think it's like, it's certainly easier to be with someone in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, even if they're not perfect. Yeah. Just because it's like... It's nice to like have someone that's in your true. life, you know. So it's like it is tough mm-hmm. when you're like this person's not per- perfect, but they're still good. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I still enjoy being around them. So mm-hmm. you know, I I can empathize um, with being less certain. I guess you yeah. could say it's just interesting because I struggle with the topic of whether I am being selective in a way that. I deserve to be selective of, oh, this is a non-negotiable and this is what I need Mm. to be happy or if I'm being picky. Sure. I feel like it's such a fine line between the two. So It is a fine line. I think that that's a pretty fair point. You know know what I, that kind of conversation got me thinking too. Mm -hmm. I wonder if when you meet someone on an app, Mm -hmm. it's like easier to have a shorter relationship because you don't have a connection to them. That's so So true. So you're like, whatever, I'm not feeling it, dude. Like, Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. And then if you meet someone through like a friend, yeah. you know, you might not be feeling it, but then there's like kind of more feelings and potential drama involved. Yes. There's accountability. There's accountability. So you can't just be like, bye, you know, because yeah. then your, your friend might be like, Leslie, what the hell? You Why know? did you do that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. So I don't want to call this person out, so I won't even say how I know them, but yeah, I, yeah. one of my friends um, met someone through another friend. Okay. And so similarly, you would think, oh, this is a setup. It's a good friend who I think is a, actually a very good judge of character because I know that person too. Yeah. They went on this date, and then I think they maybe went on one other date, and then he literally ghosted her. It wasn't even like he sat down and had a conversation Whoa. and said, yeah, I don't think there's a connection. He just ghosted. Not cool. And the fact that you would do that when you know that the person who set you up, I don't know. You have that connection. So I I thought that was really bold. That's super bold. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if she ever got an explanation. Maybe she did and hasn't told me, or maybe the mutual friend got an explanation and didn't tell the friend to like save her feelings. I don't know, but another sponsor for you. That's Doritos level bold. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Honestly, I'm putting you in charge of my sponsorships. That was seamless. You're such a professional. (laughs) You know, Oh my God. But yeah, no, basically I really want to meet someone in person. So I'm still on the apps, but I am going out a lot more because I would love to meet someone in person. However, it's really hard to meet people out or if you do, they'll take your number Mm. and then just never text you. Mm. And I know that's not the case for everyone, but I just feel like a lot of times the guys are out to have fun and yeah. They're not necessarily out being like, maybe I'll meet my next girlfriend. Maybe I'll meet my wife tonight. (laughs) Right? I don't think that's the mindset. Right. So all that's happening is I'm just spending a lot of money on alcohol and Ubers. And I don't know. We'll see how that goes. That doesn't sound terrible, though. It could be worse. Right? It could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess one 
thing I'm wondering, did you have a strategy when you were meeting women on the app? And by strategy, mm. I don't mean to make it sound like you are like a big player or yeah, had all yeah. these games. Not a player. I just crush a lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so for example, would you use lines like that? As when William you Shakespeare were once said. No. <laughs> as Wildebeest once said. As Wildebeest once said in Indonesia. No. <laughs> Did you did so? Was the question? Did I have an opening line? Yeah, like did you have opening lines or yeah? What was? Did you have a general approach that you would take, or was it kind of case by case? Yeah. So there was like a period. This was when I was younger. You know, Mm -hmm. this is like such a corny line, but I thought of this when I was like eighteen or nineteen, and I thought it was like so funny. Mm -hmm. It's not, but I like (laughs) I spammed it out to like everyone is just like my pickup line. Yeah. Just because, like, it would generally get a smile. And I will say, like, back then I got a pretty good number of responses compared to, like, my normal message. Yeah. And the line was basically, like, I hope you're not counting carbs because your boy over here is a stud muffin. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. I know. It's so dumb. Wow. But you have to respond to that. Right. That's not the kind of message you just see and ignore. Right. It was, like, so ridiculous, though. But anyway, like, once that was definitely not when I was, like, serious or or looking (laughs) for, like, you know, a serious relationship. Yeah. So I would say my approach when I was, like, you know, around the time I met Megan was definitely case by case. Yeah. Typically, I just read someone's profile. Yeah. And obviously, first thing you do is look at pictures. Let's yeah, be real. So I'm like, am we I attracted do. to her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yes. Okay, let me read the profile. And then if if I feel like we have stuff in common mm-hmm. or she potentially seems chill, then mm-hmm. I would try to usually try to say something like clever or funny mm-hmm. that had to do specifically with her profile mm-hmm. and or yeah. something we have in common. And okay. usually it would be like a question, you know? Yeah. So that was my approach, I guess you could say, or strategy. Were you ever on Bumble? I think Bumble came out like a little after I got, Um, I was out of the game. Yeah, Yeah. dang. Because I was going to ask if there were any opening lines that women used on you that you appreciated or like what type. Because I don't know, I have dabbled in Bumble a little bit and I think I get kind of an deterred by the fact that I have to send the first message, which is mm. such a double standard because I know guys do that all the time. Yeah, totally. But I don't really like it, if I'm being honest. Sure. And then recently, I thought, you know, other people have had good experiences mm. with this. Let me put in the work to respond right away. Because sometimes what will happen is I'll get a match after 24 hours if nobody messages and the first one has to be the girl. So if I don't message, then it'll disappear. Oh. So I made myself reply immediately after I matched with someone just to make sure it didn't fall off and I didn't forget about it. And I did the same thing. I went through the profile and I said something that was specific to the profile that I thought was like kind of funny and lighthearted. And I think I matched with like eight people in the time that I was swiping on that day and sent messages to all of them, got one reply. Really? Yeah. One reply and it got to the point where we were having a pretty good conversation and he mentioned having this sushi place that he wanted to take me to. Was it a Suki? (laughs) Hashtag sponsored. (laughs) Um, And I was like, oh, what's the place? And then he never replied. Whoa. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to be deterred, but it's also kind of weird to be like, oh, I see what guys go through putting all this effort into sending messages and then hearing back nothing. I wish that there was a way to, like, have an app that was just like all these dating apps. Mm-hmm. And what's Megan and I met on OkCupid. Mm-hmm. And technically on OkCupid, you can say what you're looking for. Like, mm-hmm. short-term dating, just yeah. friends, like, long-term dating. Yeah. I think one of the terms, like, is even, like, friends with benefits or, like, wow. something ridiculous. Right? You know? and Bold. But the thing is, is, like, no one is honest with those answers. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And it's like, I wish there was a way, because to me, when you're saying all these people aren't responding, like, mm-hmm. clearly they're just not serious. Yeah. Right? So one interesting thing on Bumble, you yeah. have a limited option for that. So okay. you can say what you're looking for, and it says relationship, um, nothing serious, or don't know yet. Or I think marriage is one of the options, but, I like, know. nobody puts that, because that's crazy. That's, that's like, very aggressive. But it's true. I mean, it's not true. It's, like, probably ironic, because, like, most girls oh yeah that is my honest probably, answer yeah, of course, like, <laughs> i'm gonna put relationship but no girl would be like marriage yeah please marry me <laughs> so the annoying thing is i feel like the vast majority of guys put don't know yet which oh, is a God. nice cop out because i feel like they're kind of like yeah you know i don't really know i'm not in a rush to find a relationship but if it works out then great and that's just so a way dumb. of saying i'm not really looking for a relationship no. but i'm not gonna say that i'm not so that you don't rule me out to me it's like so implied that like to again to me it's like you should be able to put marriage and have that not be weird because it's like obviously if you're not getting along with the person you're not like well like let's go get married (laughs) yeah exactly you're only feeling that if this person's like awesome yeah and if it's mutual you're not trying to trap somebody yeah and then same thing with the guy saying like don't know yet like yeah if they're great like it's like, that's yeah, so stupid. Obviously. Yeah, I feel like they should take out don't know yet. Yeah, that's it's just, such a cop out. That's absurd. Yeah, then Get just don't, the don't even bother answering the question. Yeah. yeah. Go to a bar. Go to, yeah, go, yeah. To, a bar, go to Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> just the headquarters in yeah. LA, just show up. Just show up. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of single girls there. <laughs> Probably. Um. So I think it's really interesting hearing about how you met Megan, obviously yeah. on OkCupid, but more sure. so the mindset that you were in when you mm. met her and the life stage that you were in when yeah. you met her. Totally. So just want me to expand upon yeah. that? Yeah, so I'm... It, it was weird because I was definitely looking for a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I had gotten all the, like, casual dating and, like, partying out of my system. Not that I was ever, like, a huge partier, but... Yeah. Had a bit of like a renaissance while I was at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. you know, grad school, people get after it. Yeah. Um, I was just coming off of like probably my longest term relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say it was about a year long. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had just broken up and then I went on spring break mm-hmm. and I was definitely like drinking a lot and going out a lot with my buddies mm-hmm. and I had just at that time received a full-time job offer um to work at oracle in Mm -hmm. santa monica Mm -hmm. and for those who don't know notre dame is in like indiana just about an hour east of chicago so Mm -hmm. i was stoked to come back to socal yeah and yeah this was probably like early april at this point Mm -hmm. and so i get this job offer i accepted it it was a really dope offer and here i am like well I, I kind of want to, like, meet another girl to, like, take my mind off of my ex, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But do I really want to put in work in, like, South Bend, Indiana, yeah. when I'm literally going to leave in a month? Yeah. Or I'm about to go set up a career in L.A. Mm-hmm. Should I just be proactive, make a profile out there, yeah. and see what happens? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, went with the latter. Always thinking ahead. <clears throat> Always thinking ahead, you know? Um, and I probably was messaging... Or, like, you know, actually talking to four or five girls at the time. Yeah. And what'd you say? Humble Humble brag. brag. You know, no big deal. Everyday type thing, you know. You know, Um, standard. 100% response rate. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I met Megan. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, there's just very instant connection. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a future line of questioning, but should I just continue? Yeah, just go for it. Okay. So I, we, we definitely like really dove into a deeper conversation because Mm -hmm. to your point, like what was my approach from earlier? So one of the things, first of all, her profile was like hilarious and had a bunch of like funny lines on it. Okay. Like what? (laughs) Um, I wish I could remember directly. Like, mm-hmm. I know she had a few, like, anchor line quotes and Wedding Crasher quotes on there. She told me her about that. Her name was Stage 5 yes, Finger. And she wanted to use that to, like, weed out people who wouldn't get it or, like, yes. didn't have the same sense of humor or movie taste. Totally. So, like, instantly I was like, okay, she at least has, like, a good sense of humor. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure, like, like for, like, favorite food, it said something like, like, pretty much avocado and garlic aioli and I'm good or something <laughs> yes. like that. And, like, that just, like, cracked me up, you know? Yeah. But then there's also a part that was, like, I hate small talk. Yeah. Um. So I think I said something about, like, I, like, my first line was, like, stage five clinger, like, wedding crashers, one of the best movies ever. Yeah. Um. Like, like kudos basically yeah and then i was like i also hate small talk Mm -hmm. so i was like since we both hate small talk let's just get right into it (laughs) and i said how do you define success wow and so i just like hard hitting hard hitting dude right and so like i felt like she loved it because she's like all about that kind of stuff you know and that was like the nature of our first like back and forth messaging Mm -hmm. conversation yeah and then of course you know we were both like mixing in jokes and Mm -hmm. like being flirty and we just had an instant connection of our text. Yeah. And so the way I am, I'm always like, hey, let's hop on the phone because mm-hmm. I want to see if this continues um, beyond just messaging. Because yeah, anyone can definitely. be like witty over text. When you have time to reply. When you have time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember I, it's like so corny, but I'll never forget. Like my opening line to her the first time we ever talked was like, she's like, hello. And I was like, 999. <laughs> A thousand, like, oh, sorry, like, <laughs> I was just doing push-ups, you know, like, not sure if you heard me, I did over a thousand, you know, classic anchor man line, you classic. know, and so she, like, cracked up, and then we just, like, hit it off immediately, mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember, actually, if it was a phone call or Skype, to be mm-hmm. honest, it might have been Skype, but either way, we talked so for, you had like, to be three in hours, position. yeah, it might have been, I honestly don't remember, Commit, yeah. yeah, but we talked for, like, three hours, oh. And then I told her straight up, like, that I was living in Indiana and I was going to move out there. Yeah. And she was, like, initially, like, what? But I was so honest about it. And I was yeah. like, dude, like, I have a job offer. I'm coming there. Yeah. You know? and she's You're like, not okay. hiding anything. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, that's fair, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think we also realized it would give us a nice opportunity to build, like, a friendship foundation. Yeah. Um, and then similarly, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, I told her about my relationship status. Yeah. So I was like, I literally like just broke up with someone. I was like, I think you're really dope. Yeah. But like, I just want to make sure you're not a rebound. So I kind of want to like yeah. take it slow. Okay. Um, and we proceeded to talk every single day on the phone oh. or Skype for like literally two to three hours wow. every it day. Slow. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And so within, I think the second day or like third day, I... I'm pretty sure I like deleted my account just because wow. I was like all in, man. Like yeah. I pretty much had a feeling mm-hmm. like that this is the one, yeah. our first call truly, because mm-hmm. I was like I've never felt so at ease. I've never laughed so hard. I've yeah. never had so much in common with someone mm-hmm. ever. And as I've mentioned earlier, like I've been on a lot of dates, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I was like this is crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Wow. Just the rest was history. So do you feel like you ever felt that with your past relationships? 
Like, did you ever feel like they, oh, I felt as comfortable with them? Or was Megan and your connection <clears throat> truly, like, ahead of even, like, the long-term relationships you'd had? Yeah, it wasn't even close. Like, no wow. one is even could even, like, hold a candle to, yeah. you know. I, I, I've, i like, joked with Zeph before, you know, mm-hmm. who's, like, again, for the audience, probably my best <laughs> yeah. friend in the world. Um, who you're supposed to stop talking to. Who I'm not allowed to talk to anymore, so... <laughs> I'm allowed to mention his name. I just can't yeah, talk to him, yeah. right? Okay. So, you know, we had joked before, like, when we were both single, like, God, like, I wish I could just meet, like, the girl form of you, you know? And, <laughs> like, I felt that was Megan's the first person where I ever felt like I was just hanging out with Zeph, yeah. you know, that just happened to be a very attractive female. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, and, you know, eventually, of course, even, like, surpassed the relationship yeah. that Zeph and I have, which is I never ever thought that that was even possible yeah with like the opposite gender you yeah know? totally so it was pretty wild wow so do you feel like when people say like oh i just knew that they were the one like that really is the case for me it was definitely i mean i think that there's like a lot of things that can um factor into that mm-hmm. like sentiment yeah or that type of statement right like yeah. typically you know, life's all about relativity and comparison. So yeah. you're sorting through your mind, like all the dates you've been on and all yeah. the things you think you're looking for mm-hmm. and are you attracted to them? And I think that if like very instantly there's like a spark and all those quote unquote boxes are being checked, mm-hmm. you know, I think that like that's typically kind of what's pushing that feeling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly... I felt it like yeah. right away and I was like, man, this is, this is special, you know? And, yeah. and I don't know if Megan mentioned it or not, but like I, I deleted my profile after literally a few days of oh, talking. she did mention that. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if I need to repeat it or not, but. No, I would love to hear your My perspective. Also. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, I basically told her like maybe a weekend, honestly, I was like, Hey, like I want to be exclusive, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I felt crazy for saying that mm-hmm. by the way, but I was just like. This is the most phenomenal girl I've ever met in my life. Um, I don't have home field advantage right now, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm playing from across the country. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not trying to have some other dude swoop in. and Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So I was like, I... That was my kind of perspective. Like, not only was I, like, super into her, but mm-hmm. I was also, like, playing defense a little yeah, bit. Like, I don't absolutely. want someone else to be able to take you out. Yeah. Like, I want you, you know? Yeah. So... I was like, you need to delete that app over there. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, you know, let me think about it. She's like a much slower decision maker than I am. And I feel like most people are. Most people are. To be fair. It's very true. And, you know, she even told me, of course, later, like, Mm -hmm. I felt the exact same way you did. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I couldn't believe it was like too good to be true. Yeah. And that's how I felt too, honestly. But I was like, that's not going to stop me from trying, right? Or pursuing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, she caught up with me, like, a week later. Okay, so okay. So we That's ended like up being... actually not even that slow. Not bad, yeah. yeah. And, like, it was crazy. So it's, like, so funny to think about probably two weeks into us talking, mm-hmm. we're exclusive, mm-hmm. um, had never met before, yeah. had never been on a date, yeah. and then, you know, proceed to talk every day for another two weeks, so mm-hmm. about a full month, maybe longer, and I graduate, move back, mm-hmm. and that weekend, literally like two days after moving back from Notre Dame, I drive up to LA to see her on our first date. Wow. So. Oh my gosh. That wild. is really crazy. I feel like aside from the fact that you guys did video call and so you knew that 
you weren't catfish. I feel like if I heard that story and didn't know you guys, I'd be like, that's so insane. Totally. Yeah. And what's funny too is like, you know that game where it's like two truths and a lie mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah. I feel like I've played that at like work or something maybe once. Yeah. And so one of the truths that I say that people are always like, what? <laughs> is I say, um, I told my wife that I'm in love with her on our second date. <laughs> Oh my god. It's like Luke P. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but the difference is that we have been talking every day yes, for like a whole month. Clear difference. That. Yeah, but people but, probably envision they're like, oh wow. But people don't know that context. Yeah. They're like, whoa, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a stage Kobe. five clinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. At the real stage five clinger. Yeah. Totally. That is really sweet though. Like as much as I just it's right. obviously really nice. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. I guess one thing that I know is that you guys have really different communication styles. You yeah. brought that up before. Yeah. So since you were long distance, how did you navigate that? Um, I mean, I think that she really liked me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. always a really good texter. Mm-hmm. She's not, like, the best texter mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people aren't on, like, me, you know? Yeah. But... I mean, she always wanted to talk. Yeah. So it was like, it was great because we were both down to talk for like hours every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not, I don't think we were planning to have like a multi-hour conversation. It just turned out that way. Yeah. And then from like a texting throughout the day perspective, like, you know, there might've been like one day that passed where she like was super busy at work. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I don't know if she mentioned this or not, but I kind of like teased her. I was like, yo, like... <laughs> You need to step up your text game over there, like, <laughs> yes. or else this isn't going to work out, yeah. you know? And, like, again, like, it's one of those things that, like, maybe that's crazy, but my mindset has always mm-hmm. been, like, I'm not going to try to, like, conform or change myself for anyone. Yeah. Like, whoever I find is my person should, yeah. like, love me for me. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm just going to be the full version of myself. Yeah. And, you know, she was the same way, and she was just like, oh, sorry, like, I had a crazy day, and, mm-hmm. like... You know, she stepped up her game, man. Wow. So. That it worked. I know. I feel like a lot of your philosophies are kind of things that I need to work on more. Because, like, oh. I don't know. I don't I don't change myself for someone. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, But yeah. Um, I do feel like I would have a hard time being that upfront about my expectations. Mm, sure. And it's silly because it's just the thought of, oh, I don't want to scare them away. Right. And I do feel like there are some gendered perceptions there. Just, there I feel are. like guys get spooked sometimes. Yeah. Like, for example, if you put you're looking for marriage in your Bumble profile, right, they right. might get spooked. Totally. Um, so do you have any advice for people who maybe yeah. want to be more definitive in who they are and upfront about that when yeah. they're in the early stages of dating? My advice that would go mostly to girls, because mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, guys are just going to be how they are. Mm-hmm. I think that you should always be yourself, because if you spook a guy, in my opinion, mm-hmm. then that's probably not someone for you. Like, if you're finding a guy that's, like, right for you and that you're Mm -hmm. stoked on, I can't imagine that they would be spooked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially at our age. You know what I mean? Like, if a guy's, like, 30 and you're like, hey, like, I really like you on on their second date, and he's like, whoa, whoa, dude. You know, it's like... Guys in L.A. Fuck that dude. You know? I know, but there's a lot of them. But hey, that's But you're right. It's better to weed them out. Like, why waste your time? Why waste your time? Yeah. So it's like, why spend three months like casually dating someone and having like no clear direction or answers or like understanding yeah. of how your relationship is that's true when you can just like just got a dtr dtr man find the relationship. that's right did you watch the show awkward back in the day 
No. On MTV? I actually didn't. Uh, I feel like I saw episodes here and there, but I never watched it consistently. That was the first place I heard that uh, oh, really? phrase, yeah. Wow. So that's why I asked. Oh. Yeah. yeah, no, I never watched it either. Yeah, totally. It's not, <laughs> your, it's not in your wheelhouse at all. No, no. <laughs> you hate that stuff. I hate, like, high school drama yeah clearly TV shows, with yeah. the gossip girl recommendation yeah that's what's the... gossip girl <laughs> <laughs> never heard of it hmm. weird weird i think i saw it on netflix once actually uh, oh yeah i might yeah. have caught all nine seasons <laughs> yeah. casually yeah exactly it was an accident whoops oh, my gosh um so then i guess also do you have any recommendations for communicating while you're long distance and i know Mm. your specific case was like you were really great about being like talking on the phone yeah but for other people who maybe aren't as comfortable with that sure what would you recommend yeah that's really tough you know and this is where like maybe i'm too opinionated and like have too harsh opinions because like by no means do i want to say it's like impossible for people who are different Mm -hmm. to be in a successful relationship Mm -hmm. that's not what i believe yeah however what i do believe is that there's someone it may it's cliche or corny but Mm -hmm. i believe that there's like a perfect match for everyone yeah and so my thing is just like why settle for anything less than perfect or amazing so i I don't necessarily like i don't think i would be in a place where i could give great advice to someone Mm -hmm. who's in a different situation than me because all i know is how i would respond yeah that's fair and i would just respond as like hey i want to talk every day yeah right yeah and if you don't no like that doesn't make you wrong or Mm -hmm. crazy or whatever just means we're probably not like a great match yeah so like that would be my advice is like don't be afraid to you know pump the brakes on someone if they're not like very aligned to you or like you know super similar and everything's just super easy yeah like don't lower your standards ever Mm because you're awesome and you deserve to be happy wow that's beautiful i really mean that yeah and i do also feel like a lot of times people will kind of compromise things in the beginning of a relationship especially right i feel like people oftentimes aren't who they are in the start of things Definitely. because again they don't want to spook you're, people you're trying to be they're like on their best behavior mm-hmm. but then it kind of backfires because someone yep. will say you know i really hate when you do xyz and then the other person is kind of blindsided because yep. it hasn't come up in the relationship thus far for like three months right? yeah. yeah so yeah that's totally fair why not just be upfront from the get-go and there's levels of compromise yeah of course yeah. like if you're at a restaurant and you know both of you like to share food but mm-hmm. like maybe someone like for example Megan, like we go get sushi a lot and we like to share and like megan doesn't like eel yeah and like i like eel but Mm -hmm. it's like you know deal breaker (laughs) right exactly you know what i mean it's like you know there's levels Mm -hmm. where you can like still compromise and like Mm -hmm. feel like you're being yourself yeah right but like for if something like talking all the time in a long distance relationship is Mm -hmm. important to you and that helps you feel connected to a person Mm -hmm. and you know makes you feel like they still care about you and like Mm -hmm. you know what's going on in their life right then that's like a big deal to me yeah right that's not just like oh i don't get to have eel you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah perspective yeah yeah you know so it's like Mm -hmm. i think that kind of bearing in mind like the different whatever you prioritize Mm -hmm. um and then being willing to compromise in areas that maybe aren't so important yeah yeah I guess that's a great point because I feel like sometimes there are things that are deal breakers and then there are things that are, oh, that's less than ideal. Mm. So how do you distinguish between the two? Because some of them are kind of borderline. Yeah, I, I think it's just case by case, you know? I, I, I wish I had a better 
yeah. answer, but I, I for sure would just say it's case by case. Like yeah. there's some things that I'm just like, you know, like that's probably worth a conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's some things like kind of like earlier, like mm-hmm. someone's like super into politics. Like I'm just like, well, there, there's no compromising. I'm not like, hey, no. stop that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, well, I'll just give up my whole passion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. it's like, well, you know, do you? Yeah. I'm not. And I also feel like there are things where if you are going to compromise that, then you will feel like, I don't know how to, how to phrase this. Not like you'll feel empty. That's like pretty dramatic, yeah. but maybe you'll feel like something is missing from the relationship mm. or you're not being appreciated or your needs aren't being met. Yeah. So I feel like in those cases, it would definitely be a non-negotiable yes. and you have yes. to address it up front. Exactly. But yeah, again, it's like, you're probably going to be okay if you don't eat eel as often. So yeah. yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's I love eels. It's a little eels, pretty but... spot. <laughs> 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 totally. Oh my right. gosh. Yeah. So now that you are married, yes. what have been the biggest changes that mm. you've experienced in your day-to-day life? So I would say this is like a major lookout to anyone who's engaged, mm-hmm. exploring getting engaged, exploring moving in together. Mm-hmm. The correct answer, again, very opinionated. Yes. The correct answer <laughs> to this question is... Nothing has changed, mm. right? Yeah. Like we feel more. I like to think that we feel a little more connected every day. Yeah, you know, um, we love each other's company. We love to. We're like weird about it, you know. Like we for the first like two or three years of our relationship, we both worked from home mm-hmm. in the same office every day, and we're like best friends and never so ever amazing. got sick of each other, you know. Wow, so it's like. Yeah. Some people would be like, that's crazy. I'd get sick of my husband or wife or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. But, um, re- you know, regardless of how much you see each other, ideally you should have already lived together mm-hmm. and, like, traveled together and yeah. done all these major things together. True. So that whenever you have your wedding, mm-hmm. that, like, the only thing that has changed is, like, okay, like, what's the next big thing we're going to plan now? That's true. But, like, hopefully, you know... There's not this, like, big change. I think a, a problem... I mean, I see this a lot on, like, reality TV. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it happens a lot in real life, but I, I feel like a lot Reality of, TV isn't real life? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I love it, so... <laughs> I hope it's real. No. <laughs> right, but, like, I feel like a lot of people get married almost mm-hmm. to, like, solve problems. Oh, my God, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, that is the wrong reason. Yeah. Like, do not, not get married. Not here for the right reason at all not here for the right reasons exactly yeah so the correct answer should be in my opinion nothing has changed yeah if anything it's just gotten better yeah um but yeah okay so i'm really interested to ask your opinion on this because i have a strong personal opinion and i know you will probably have a strong opinion yeah, on it. Yeah. i would love to hear what you think sure so for myself i've never lived with a boyfriend and i've always thought even before getting with my first serious boyfriend that i only want to move in with someone after we are engaged okay and so engaged not married because i feel like it would be crazy to marry someone without living with them and it would suck to break off an engagement but i mean Mm. it could and I don't judge anyone who lives together, obviously. And it's yeah, not yeah, a religious thing. And right. it's not like a why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free. None of that. I just feel like, I don't know. This wasn't always the case because I mm. didn't live alone when I formulated this. But even now, I'm like, oh, I really love living alone. Mm. And hopefully, after you get married, it's like you'll never live alone again. So yeah. not to say, oh, I don't value spending time with my partner or anything like that. But... I just think, you know, this is a time in my life that will be 
once in a lifetime. So I'll have that as a, a distinct time period. Yeah. I feel like I'm kind of rambling because I no, feel like good. I really yeah. have to justify this because most people it. disagree yeah. with me. Oh, okay. Um, and then also I like the idea of having that distinct change at the engagement period specifically. Mm, yeah, I think that's nice. So I don't know though. Like, exciting. But do you think that that is a mistake? Do you think it mm. would be better to live with someone before you get engaged to them? Yeah, I mean, I have a few thoughts on it. Yeah. I think that... Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I know that I have an opinion. Um, I actually don't judge you for feeling that way. Like, I think that that's like, a ni- like nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to say idealistic, but mm-hmm. like the only thing I would say is like, just keep in mind... Like you've made it, you, or not, I won't say made up, but like mm-hmm. that's your rule. Yeah. But you're also allowed to change that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you might have a boyfriend for a couple years or a year mm-hmm. and like you're stoked on them. Like mm-hmm. you guys spend the night at each other's place all the time or you yeah. travel together and you're yeah. like, wow, like this is so easy. Yeah. And like you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah, like, you're right. You know you're what right. I mean? So it's like, I don't view that as like, this is it you know and even yeah. if you stick to that great you're right. you're but it's so like right. that's your choice and you're in control of that future mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the only thing i would say to be mindful of so like mm-hmm. my main advice there mm-hmm. would be you know whether or not you asked for it um <laughs> <laughs> would be like depending like be mindful of how long your engagement period is yeah because if you're planning on getting married in like six months you're gonna be potentially hopefully not but you could be very stressed planning a wedding and experiencing living together for the first time yeah if it's like megan and i were what was it almost two years that we were engaged so you know had that been the case for us we would have had an entire year Mm -hmm. to experiment living together yes before we started planning the wedding which For a lot of people can be pretty stressful yeah for us it wasn't too bad but i i think that's a great call out i don't like short engagements at all yeah i wouldn't i don't think i would ever get engaged and then have a wedding less than a year afterwards i feel like a year is already a a tight timeline so i I don't mind a long engagement because i feel like if know you've already committed to each other it's not like you have to worry about them dodging something maybe you do in some extreme cases but for the most part i don't see a reason to rush and i also feel like you brought up a great point of like you might change your mind because clearly with my last two relationships i didn't feel this and they are exes for a reason exactly um with someone who i dated more recently there Mm. was a period where we were both in the same town for work and we spent like a total of five days together. Yeah. And so it was a combination of staying at their place, staying in a hotel that I'd been put in for work. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, this is what it would be like to live with someone. Right. And I never really thought that with my previous boyfriends. Exactly. And so I do think that maybe in a situation like that, my mind could Where be changed. Where it's easy. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, this is so great. And it wasn't even anything special. It was just little things like coming back from working the event that I was working sure. and then having like a half hour overlap before I then went out with coworkers and yeah. that being just really nice quality time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you're right. I do have this quote unquote rule, but I could easily change my mind could for, easily for the right it. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you said that nothing really has changed in your relationship since you got married, but have you noticed any differences in your friendships with maybe guy Mm. friends who are still single and in a very different stage of life as you? Yeah, I would say so. And it kind of makes me sad, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think so. Mm -hmm. It's, it's tough because like my favorite topic on earth is Megan Mm -hmm. in our relationship, you know, and talking about 
like couple things to do together and like megan's my life Mm -hmm. you know and like it's like work and megan and now kona yeah right uh who's our puppy for the audience out there which we will get to which okay (laughs) awesome (laughs) but it's like that's my life you know and so you know it's kind of like how you i don't want to say like you outgrow them but like you know it's common to be less close to people you were Mm -hmm. close with in high school for example because in college you change right and like you have different interests and it's like it's not like you dislike them by any means you still Mm -hmm. have love for them yeah but when when your worlds are so different Mm -hmm. it's like hard to connect yeah so it's like always nice to like catch up Mm -hmm. and stay in touch you know if if you have like a long-lasting friendship Mm -hmm. but i would say for sure um at least on my end you know Mm -hmm. i I can't speak to any individuals like how they might feel but like of course you know i just feel inherently less connected to someone who's entire life is Mm -hmm. so much different than mine yeah um and and actually kind of ironically you know because um i think i've like always gotten along with girls like okay Mm -hmm. but like i mean you know this like i used to be like pretty flirty back in the day Mm -hmm. you know yeah um and like like for whatever reason like my whole worldview when i was younger was Mm -hmm. just like oh like you're supposed to like flirt with girls you know what i mean like that's just like I didn't have brothers or anything or like, you know, like siblings. That Mm -hmm. was just like what I knew. Yeah. And like all my friends, as you know, were like bros in high school. So it's like, that's what I knew. Yeah. And now I actually find it. And I've talked with Zeph about this before, Mm -hmm. um, who feels pretty similarly, I would say. But it's like, I find it so much easier to become friends with girls than I do guys. Yeah. That's so Um, interesting. Single or otherwise. Yeah. Because it's like, now that I'm, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're so much more willing generally speaking willing Mm -hmm. to like connect and like you know talk about feelings and like yeah i don't know and it's it's not as like surface level of like fuck yeah bro like let's watch the lakers this weekend bro did you see the girls at the you know bar last night or like what you know it's like i'm like i I, like i i just do not connect with that anymore yeah that doesn't resonate with me so it's like it's actually pretty rare i've been able to like find dudes that i'm like super stoked on wow um unless they're also married yeah i would say that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, or engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also feel like you are exceptional in the fact that you do open up and talk about your feelings and talk about yeah. things of depth. Mm. And some guys don't. And sure. so I do feel like my number of guy friends has dwindled over totally. the years. Because when I feel like in San Diego, I had a ton of guy friends. And I still do. Like, I feel like I do still keep in touch with a lot of the guys from our high school. A totally. decent number. But totally. then I have a lot fewer guy friends in LA. Mm. And I just feel like, well, for one, I'm, I don't know. I, I work with a lot of women. So that takes away a lot of the ways that I would meet guy friends. Sure. Um, but yeah, I just feel like a lot of times if a guy gets a girlfriend or something sometimes you know that relationship is becomes more strained if you mm. aren't already close like i feel like we were very close so yes. that wasn't going to happen yes, yes. but for someone else who i'm not in contact with as frequently maybe it might get weird on yes. the girlfriend's end i don't know totally um, no it makes sense yeah and i don't know i feel like a lot of times guys aren't out here being like wow i really wish i had more female friends right i really value having male friends because i feel like it's mm. important to have both perspectives yes, same and i love getting advice from guys and be like yeah. okay well what does this actually mean and mm. sometimes i want someone to be really direct and girls can do that too but i think the directness is different from between guys and girls yeah and they can probably align more closely to the male perspective like yeah. obviously you know yeah so i could see how that'd be valuable so yeah well yeah. i'm definitely glad that our friendship is still 
strong. strong. Strong as ever. Strong as ever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very grateful. Me too. Yeah. So you mentioned Kona. And oh. <laughs> I actually really wanted to talk about Kona because, first of all, I feel like you've had some crazy stories and it's My been gosh. a little draining. Yeah. And I also feel like it's kind of a preview into life as a parent. Yes. So what yes. have been your biggest struggles so far? Yeah, so... Again, I don't know if Megan mentioned this, but a few of my coworkers at HP who are parents and have children and dogs mm -hmm. have said that having a puppy is harder than having kids. It's so crazy. For a shorter period of time. Yeah. Because yeah. kids are, you know, children for seven, eight years before mm -hmm. they're like semi functional, yeah. you know, and like <laughs> so reliable, true. right? Like yeah. but a puppy like more or less matures after like a year and a half mm -hmm. to two years, right? Mm -hmm. So smaller window but a toddler or like a baby can't you can't look away for five seconds mm -hmm. and you turn around and this thing has ran 50 yards <laughs> away from you and is like chewing a piece of like trash that if they swallow yeah. it will kill it you yeah, know what i mean like so true so there's just things like or like you know you turn around from a toddler like you know for 10 seconds you turn nothing happens you turn around for a dog and your carpet's chewed up or your yeah. shoes are ruined or yeah. like so it's just nonstop having to pay attention to yeah. what's going on with the dog. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you don't, that's what people say, like when you lose your freedom, yeah. that's what it means. It's like, yeah. you just don't have any time unless they're in the crate. You have to be supervising them. Yeah. And there's nothing I've ever experienced in 30 years of life. Mm -hmm. Got in my MBA, like there's parts of that that were pretty rigorous, you know, yeah. like worked at several yeah. intense companies at times nothing stacks up to me wow. to the intensity of having to supervise something literally nonstop. Yeah. So that's been the, the biggest thing is just making yeah. sure they're not about to kill themselves yeah. and let alone trying to train them while you do Truly. it when they're very persistently acting in a way that's not appropriate for yeah. human culture, you know, or society, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, right? Totally. Like yeah. Megan and I went to and there's things that just aren't even their fault. Like we yeah. there's a nearby high school that we like to run around the field yeah. um, on weekends. And we let her off the leash and she's running and she picks up this trash and we like we're like, what is that? And we're you know, she never wants to give anything away. Of course. So I have to like go pry her mouth oh. open and she's like snarling like yeah. they don't like it when you do that. Yeah. And I look and she has a packet of birth control. What? Yeah. And I was like, this oh, could have like killed God. her. Yeah. Like all those hormones and everything. That's like insane. probably would have killed her if she yeah. ate that. And it's just like so that's scary. So scary. Yeah. And it's like <sighs> so that's the thing is like you love them and like, you know, you're just having to watch them and they're messing up so much. It's just yeah. so frustrating. Um, it's just yeah, it was probably the hardest six months of my life. Yeah. I would say. That's so crazy. Yeah. Do you feel like it bonded you and Megan? I mean, I'm sure the answer yeah. is yes, but like how? <clears throat> Definitely, you know, anytime you share an experience with someone, mm -hmm. you bond. And anytime you share a really deep or intense experience, mm -hmm. whether good or bad, yeah. you bond. You know, yeah. it's like that's kind of the whole premise of like a fraternity, right? Is yeah. like hazing is so brutal. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But like you go through it together and you're all like, oh man, you have this like brother, so this brotherly bond, you yeah. know? Um, and you know, probably in similar ways with like a sorority or yeah. other versions or of like that. Or like a crappy job. I've yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. And you have friends who are in the same job, mm -hmm. right? And you like really deep in that friendship. Yeah. So a lot of different instances of that, mm -hmm. but so for sure deepened our bond, but like, you know, there's, 
there was tough times where like we had to like really call on each other for help like yeah. like I can't do this you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like I need I need to tag you in basically yeah. like I'm at my wits end mm-hmm. um, and it's crazy because I've literally never felt that way in my life yeah like where I've been because you always see like the Instagram version right yes. where dogs are so like, cute. cute yeah and I had dogs my whole life right mm-hmm. and so like I never took care of the puppy because I was mm-hmm. like living at home yeah but I just remember having this like well-behaved sweet dog who's mm-hmm. an adult and I went I was the one pushing for a dog even harder than Megan yeah and I had like no idea and all my friends have dogs or a lot of them do and they're like yeah you got to get a dog it's the best but what I found mm-hmm. out later is most of my friends rescued dogs that were older that were like two oh, to three wow. years old already yeah no one had it's a, a big puppy. difference huge difference mm-hmm. and so I'm like oh my god like anyone out there thinking about getting a puppy like just know what you're getting into yeah. because it's a lot of work yeah. and it's very rewarding, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of work yeah. and I was not ready for it. Ugh, I know it's um, been very eye-opening to yes. hear about your experiences. <clears throat> totally. Has it revealed anything about your future mm. parenting style or Megan's future mm. parenting style? Um, I think Megan is like for sure more patient than I am. Mm-hmm. She's like simultaneously more patient, but more emotional, you know, like yeah. she's, a little more prone to like probably cry you know if yeah. something like like for example when Kona like kind of snarls at you if you take something from mm-hmm. her or, like bites snaps at you yeah. like that can be like really traumatic for her yeah. and it's definitely like less traumatic for me yeah but like my gut response when something like that happens is like more anger yeah I would say like and it makes me just want to be like you know like who the f- do you think you're messing with you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I'm the alpha in this household you know <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> I think it's like kind of you know, we can learn from each other, right? Where it's like, I need to not, like, I need to remember, hey, she's just a puppy. Like, Mm -hmm. she's doing her best too. Mm -hmm. She's learning how to be in this giant, crazy world. Mm -hmm. You know, we're trying to teach her how, and she's pushing her limits and learning what's okay, but she doesn't know. Yeah. Nothing, she's a really sweet dog. Yeah. And, you know, Megan's helped me realize that. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you know, simultaneously, sometimes, like, maybe I'll I'll help her be more, like, firm or, you know, like tough, you know, if, if you will, right? Yeah. Like, so I, I think that um, we just balance each other well, I would say. Damn, your kids are going to be so successful. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> Thank you. That's wow. so sweet. Yeah, like, truly, I'm just thinking about it, and that's the perfect balance to have. And even oh. the fact that you're so cognizant of that now oh, when it's a puppy. Thank you. Yeah. Really great. Yeah, I know. I'm like even thinking about kids like terrifies me now. Yeah. And like I've told Megan that yeah. I'm like this just makes me not want to have kids. And like I know we're going to, but mm-hmm. but again, they won't be picking up trash in years. their mouth. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to like I'm like can we just like have a kid and then like give it away for like ten years and then take it back when they're like ten. Yeah. So is that too much to ask? I know. I have this period where I wasn't sure if I wanted kids and now I do. But the interesting yes. thing is when people are like, Oh, do you want kids? The f- real answer is like, no. But I want a family. Yes. And exactly. so it's like I they will be so cute in the beginning, but I just feel like there are gonna be some years where it's like a lot. You just give up your entire life. Yeah. You aren't you're bonded with them, but it's in a different way than you are when they're like a teenager even. And I'm so excited for when my kids are teenagers. Maybe not my daughter, because I remember in middle school, until like I was 15, me and my mom did not have a good relationship. Mm. And we're so close now, and I feel like... I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't want to say I was horrible or right, anything, right. but I just remember being a brat, and I just feel like a lot of yeah. teenage girls go through that with their mom. Totally, so totally. it'll be tough. But no, I definitely understand your sentiment about yes. being like, I want kids, but like I don't want a baby, a baby or a toddler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. too much work. I empathize. Like uh, I also am in marketing, so I work mm-hmm. with a lot of women, mm-hmm. majority women at HP, and few of my friend, like good friends, have kids, and yeah. and I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like, I, I have so much more respect for moms yes. and dads, for that matter. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of, like, working moms out there that, like, carry the weight, yeah. you know, of, like, the upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like, don't know how they do it. Because it's, like, they'll be like, hey, like, I have to go pick up my kids from school, but I'll call you back in 30 minutes. Yeah, you know? And I'm it's like, insane. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, Only... how do you do this all, you know? I'm like, yeah. I'm so stressed having to, like, walk and feed my dog, mm-hmm. like, three times a day, you know, know, two times a day. Only one of my coworkers on my immediate team has a kid. Yeah. And I same thing. I'm just like, wow, we have a pretty similar job, and mm-hmm. I am stressed, and she's, like, actually a level above me and has, like, slightly more responsibility. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm really not killing it, and I have no excuse to be stressed when she's raising a human. It really helps you, I think, above anything else with, like, just time management. Yeah. That's, that's the true. biggest thing is, like – in project management, right? And prioritizing. So it like ultimately nets you out in a better place, Mm -hmm. but like anything new that's hard and, you know, a big change, it's like a very stressful time. I would imagine. I don't know, but just comparing it to Kona. Yeah, totally. Who I'm like obsessed with and love deeply, by the Mm -hmm. way. I don't know if I've said that (laughs) for the audience. Like I'm obsessed. Yeah, she's really adorable. She's super cute. Um, At the end, I'm definitely going to ask that you plug her Instagram. So curious if you want to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So I really just wanted to wrap up with a game. Okay. And so I didn't tell you what the questions were because there's a twist. So it's red flag or deal breaker. Mm -hmm. But this is specific to pretend you're dating this girl. Okay. But she's doing things that like a puppy would do. (laughs) And is this a red flag in the relationship or is it a deal breaker? Okay, so, so red flag just means, like, I'm concerned. Yeah, but you're going to keep dating. Yeah, so I'll okay. clarify. Okay, okay. So you are dating them. Everything else is perfect, but then they do this one thing that's just kind of annoying, and you have to okay. decide, if they keep doing this, am I going <laughs> to end the relationship, or can I live with it? Okay. So first of all, they try to enter the bathroom while you're using it. I feel like dogs are always trying to get in there when you're, like, peeing or yeah. something. Um. I'd say it depends how I'm using it. <laughs> Sometimes they're more sacred than others. Yes. But probably probably red flag. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Can set up some boundaries there. Yeah. So these are pretty silly. They audibly pant while you're while working out. So like they're like running and their tongue is out and they're like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I think it would just like Oh, that'd be so weird. You right? Know? Like, that'd be really embarrassing. But probably a red flag. <laughs> so as long as it was, like, that was just their natural, like, automatic response and they weren't <laughs> just doing it to, like, be weird. Yeah. If they were doing it for, like, attention or to be weird, it'd probably be a deal breaker. Yeah. I'm like, that's so weird. But if that was just their natural body's response, I'd be like, who am I to, like, that's true. smoke this person? But then if they're doing it for attention, you can probably, like, wean them off of that. Oh, God. But there's got to be some natural big thing. problems there for them to do that, though. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, what other red flags are there that I don't know about? That's true. What else will they do for attention? Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, every time you come home from work, so as soon as you walk through the door or from wherever, they jump on your back. 
Oh, on my back. Yeah. Because I know, oh, like, God. a dog doesn't jump on your back, but the equivalent. Right. So, like, let's see. Am I allowed to, like, talk to them about not doing it? And then yeah, they but still then they do keep it? doing it. I think that would probably be a deal breaker. Like, because <laughs> that's just, like, they're just not, you know, like, that's real annoying. It is. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're tired. Yeah. You're like, leave me alone. Like, I've had a long day. Like, fuck, fuck off. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they can't walk half a mile without getting distracted at least three times. I mean, I, I think that that's like probably a lot of people in general. That's true. Like, I'm not even going to throw a red flag out there. Okay. Yeah. It's just normal. That's green flag. Normal life. Yeah. Green flag. Yeah. yeah. They're curious about the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, pretty funny though. So. Oh my God. Literally, that was my next question. Wait, really? They visibly freak out anytime they're around a new cat or a squirrel. <laughs> like, visibly. Like, they're having, like, a, like people can see that they're, like, not okay. Probably red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd be a deal breaker. Like, I'd be like, man, maybe they just, like, love animals. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And then the last one. So, every time you leave them home alone and come back, there's a 20% chance that something will be broken. Oh, God. That's probably a deal breaker. Yeah. That's a lot of chaos. Yeah, that's like a lot of broken stuff over (laughs) a lifetime. Yeah. (laughs) And probably like a lot of my... I'm like, you need to be more careful. Yeah. It's like, can you watch our child? Yeah, I would... Yeah, good point. I didn't even think about that. But I'm also like, why? Like, is it like... Is she really unlucky? Or like... She like... Are you cursed? cursed? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I think I would need a bit more context. But mm-hmm. assuming she's just like clumsy and consistently like clumsy, clumsy, I'm like, that's like a bad look. <laughs> it it's, is it's a just bad like look. very. I don't know if I said. I just would love to end with this because mm-hmm. I didn't get it in there. Yes. You're familiar with the love languages. Oh hell yeah. Have I told you my number one love language? No, I don't think so. That I made up. What is it? So I've actually <laughs> invented a sixth love language. Oh. That to me is the most important one. Okay. And I it's called consideration. Because to me, if someone is considerate, Mm -hmm. like that spans everything. It does. Right? Yeah, it really does. And it, so to me, it's the most important thing. But simultaneously, my biggest red flag and deal breaker, I didn't even think of it when you said turnoffs, but it's Mm -hmm. someone who's inconsiderate. Yeah. So, talking about someone who breaks stuff all the time, like that's pretty inconsiderate. It is pretty inconsiderate. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just had to drop that little bomb in there. I I love that. Yeah. Coined here first. Yeah. I might write a book about it one day. Ooh. You heard it here first. Pre-order your copies. Interstates and heartbreak at (laughs) gmail.com. It might be a few years, but I'll put you on the waiting list. Amazon.com backslash. Wildebeest. What up? Or no, I was going to say we can do interstates and heartbreak. Oh, there you go. We'll co-write it. Yeah. We'll we'll co-author. I'll be a, I don't know. What is that? Like a ghostwriter or something? Yeah. No, we'll just co-author. Yeah. All right. We need two writers. Wow. Right. Well, on that note, um, is there anything that you want to plug, including Kona's Instagram? Got it. Yeah. Um, well, for any other, uh, if you were picking up what I was putting down and just want to <laughs> chit the chat about some relationship advice or connect, feel free to follow me at will.ripto. I'm sure Leslie will write that I'll out be in the bio in the bio. So yeah, will.ripto. Kona's, um, she's a golden doodle. So her Instagram is dude, where's my Kona? So cute. (laughs) (laughs) And that's spelled dude, D-O-O-D, like doodle. Yeah. So dude, where's my Kona? Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. This was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
If you like what you heard, or you're just looking for something to help you combat the Sunday scaries and make you feel better about your own life in the process, hit subscribe for new episodes of Interstates and Heartbreak every Sunday. You can also follow Interstates and Heartbreak on Instagram for tongue-in-cheek interpretations of men's dating profiles as told by my inner Carrie.